are you ready for the word? Yes. Are you ready for the word? Yes. If you are ready, please turn with me in your Bibles to the book of 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. The book of 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. Are you there? I read. It says, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. And we are blessed by the reading of God's word. I'm starting a four-part series that I have titled The Rise of Overcomers. The Rise of Overcomers. Let's say it together. The Rise of oh, Say it like you are a happy Christian this morning. Let's say it together. The Rise of oh, Let's say it again. How many of you want to rise this month? God will cause you to rise this month. In the name of Jesus. I believe with all my heart that a time is coming and now is the time where God is going to use the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. The Bible says in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 1 Corinthians chapter 1 from verse 26 it says for ye see your calling brethren how that not many wise men after the flesh not many mighty not many noble are called but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things that are mighty. And the base things of the world and the things which are despised has God chosen. Yea, things which are not to bring to love the things that are. That, I love the verse 29. The verse 29, the whole purpose of God raising up the nobodies in this world is so that verse 29 will be confirmed. Verse 29 says that no flesh should glory in his presence. That no flesh should glory in his presence. That's what God is about to do in this day and age. God is about to raise up men and women who are nothing in the eyes of the world and God will use them to confound the world. And guess who those groups of people are? You are those people. Are you one of them? Are you one of them? This month, God will raise you up as an overcomer. This month, God will surprise you. This month, God will do the impossible with you. In the mighty name of Jesus. So the scripture we read in the book of 1 John chapter 5 verse 4, our foundational text, the Bible says, whatsoever is born of God, whatsoever. That word whatsoever could also mean whosoever. Whatsoever could be an idea, whatsoever could be a vision, whatsoever could be 
a proposal, whatsoever could be a business, whatsoever could be your house, whatsoever could be your, your cats, your dogs, your pets, whatsoever. The Bible says whatsoever is born of God. Whatsoever is born of God. Whatsoever. In other words, whosoever is born of God. Whosoever is born of God. What does it mean to be born of God? John chapter 3, verse 3 and verse 5. Jesus said to Nicodemus, Verily, verily, I say unto you. Verily, verily, I say unto you. Whosoever is... Uh, John chapter 3. Let's, let me go to John chapter 3 this morning. Hallelujah. Today your life will never be the same again. John 3, 3. The Bible says, listen to what Jesus said. Jesus answered and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Except. When you hear the word except, it means you cannot do away with this rule. Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Verse 5, Jesus went on to re-emphasize. He said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter. Can you see? There are two emphasis on the except. Number one, except you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom. Number two, except you are born of water and of the spirit, you cannot enter into the kingdom. Are you following me? So now, that's why the Bible says that whatsoever is born of God, to be born of God simply means to be born again. To be born of God simply means to be born again. Now, let me ask you this question. The baby of a cat is a what? A cat. Don't worry about the kitten. Just say a cat. Amen. <laughs> Don't worry about the, the grammar. Amen. Don't forget about that. The baby of a cat is a what? A cat. Yes, that's what I want. Now, the baby of a dog is a what? Yeah, don't, don't say puppy. The baby of a lion is a what? Uh-huh. The baby of an elephant is a what? Now, the baby of God is what? Can you see how simple it is? Now, so when you are born of God, you have the DNA of God. An elephant can never give birth to a giraffe. It's never possible. Are you following me? So the Bible says whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. Whatsoever. It doesn't matter where you were born. Where you were born might not even be on Google Maps. But it says whatsoever. Whosoever. Amen. Whosoever is born of God overcomes the world. And look at what overcomes the world. It says, this is the victory. Oh, glory. That means before you were born, you were born an overcomer. So you see, it doesn't matter what you are going through now. 
we have seen the end of that battle. And the end of that battle is you will win. The end of that battle is you are an overcomer. The end of the battle is that you will rise up beyond and above the situation. So it doesn't matter when you go through the valleys and the shadows of death. We know the end of the story. We have read the end of the book. We read the end of the book before we were born. And the end of the book calls us overcomers. Somebody say amen to that. The end of the book calls us what? The end of the book calls us what? And this month, God will raise up overcomers in this church. This will be a platform of the rising of giants in the name of Jesus. Let me hear a living amen solution. So it says, whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. That means when you're born of God, the world cannot overcome you. (laughs) It doesn't matter what you're going through. The world cannot overcome you. Because you are an overcomer. I said you are an overcomer. I said you are an overcomer. Now let's, let's confirm this declaration. Declare it with me. I am an overcomer. Say it like you mean it. Say it to yourself. I am an overcomer. I was born an overcomer. I will live a life of, of an overcomer. I will die as an overcomer. My DNA is of an overcomer. My mindset is an overcomer. Therefore, nothing can push me down. Nothing can bring me down. Because I walk in the company of overcomers. Give Jesus some praise. Hallelujah. So it says, whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory. He didn't say this will be the victory. He didn't say this will be the victory. Now if he said this will be the victory, he's talking about the future. He said this is means now. (laughs) You see, you might be sleeping on somebody's veranda today. But the truth of the matter is you are an overcomer. Are you following me? You are an overcomer. Where you are sleeping does not determine or define your destiny. Jesus was a king. He was born a king but he was born into a manger. Are you following what I'm saying? So it says this is the victory that overcomes the world even our faith. Even our faith. That's why the devil is scared of your faith. The devil is scared of a church that walks in faith. The enemy is scared of a church that operates in faith. You see the testimony we had this morning of our dear sister whom the doctors, the experts, the consultants have said the heart, there's something wrong with the heart of the baby. But you see, when you have an understanding of what the blood can do, the communion can do, 
that communion, the body of Christ and the blood of Jesus is more powerful than the doctor's report. Yes. So after she partook of the communion, she went back, they did the test and what happened? I said you are an overcomer and this month you will overcome you will overcome your faith will speak for you this month your faith will speak for you this month in the name of Jesus he says this is the victory that overcomes the world even our faith so treasure your faith Treasure your faith. Guard your faith. Protect your faith. Don't allow anything to contaminate your faith. Because your faith is a currency that receives from God. Your faith is a medium that receives from God. Once you have faith, that's why Jesus said, if you have faith as little, as a master seed, you will say to this mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea and it shall happen. Amen. 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 <laughs> your faith will speak this one. Yes. Just open your mouth and speak it. Yes. Stand on the word of faith. Declare faith. Declare that you are an overcomer. Declare that you will rise beyond this situation. Tell the devil, devil, what you are doing now will lift me up higher. Let the enemy know that it doesn't matter what he does. You have seen the end of the movie. And the end of the movie says you are still alive. The end of the movie says you are still rising. The end of the movie says you are a king and not a puppet. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. So for us to rise as overcomers, there is one key thing we have to do. Number one, I said we have to be born again. Amen. Number two, we have to have a personal relationship with Jesus. You cannot have a personal relationship with Jesus and go down. You have to have a personal relationship with Jesus. That's why Jesus said, my sheep knows my voice. John 10, 27. It says, my sheep knows my voice and the voice of the stranger they will not follow. So that talks about what? Relationship. You know him. You know Jesus. He knows you. You know Jesus. He knows you. Are you following me? Have a relationship with Jesus. Let your relationship with Jesus be intimate. Let it be deep. Let it be what? Deep. Relate with him. Love on him. How many of you have fallen in love before? <laughs> the way you're laughing is like you have been falling in love. <laughs> How many of you have fallen in love before? Yeah. 
You know when you're in love with that boy or that girl, you know how every time you think about him or her, your heart is beating. Yeah. Let it be that kind of love. You can't go to bed without speaking to him or her last. I remember when my wife and I were courting. I was always on the phone with her. Always on the phone. Always chatting. Even at work, we'll be communicating. Hallelujah. I was so in love with her. I'm still in love. I don't know. I'm, I'm just talking about there now. And I don't begin to say, oh, pastor, it doesn't look like. <laughs> I'm more than in love now than I was then. Praise God. Praise God. Give me 100 hours with this lady. I'll just enjoy my time. You know, I was so in love with her. I wanted to see her every day. I wanted to be in her presence every day. I wanted to speak to her every day. I just wanted to hear her voice every day. I just wanted to see her text messages every day. And I'll be walking around with my phone and I'll see a text and I'll be smiling. I'll be smiling. I'll be smiling and laughing. People will be looking at me and think I'm crazy. But they don't know that love has been transmitted through the phone. Are you following what I'm saying? When you're in love with someone, people think you're crazy. They look at you funny. They look at you, is he alright? Of course I'm alright. I'm in love, man. I'm in love with a lady. Same way when you're in love with Jesus. When you read his word. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, I love you, Jesus. Oh, I love you, Jesus. You, you begin to kiss his word. You know, you, you kiss the word. Oh, Jesus. Oh, the word is. That's love. That's demonstration of love. But you see, when you don't love him, you don't read the word. When you don't love him, you don't read the word. Have you noticed that when you are quarreling with your wife or husband, <laughs> are you ready for this? When you are quarreling with your wife or husband, you don't want to talk to them. He sends you a text message. <clears throat> they call you, instead of answer, you press decline or ignore. No communication because there is no love. But when there is love, you always want to read. You want to know more about him. You want to find out his ways. You are waiting for him to speak to you on a daily basis. So number two, you must have a personal relationship with Jesus. My prayer is that this church will become a church that loves Jesus. A church who, who is worshiping Jesus not based on somebody's encouragement. I don't need anybody to encourage me to love Jesus. I don't need anybody to encourage me to come to church. Are you following me? That is the characteristics of overcomers. And this month, God will cause you to rise up. 
In the mighty name of Jesus. Quickly as we get ready to close. There was a lady in the Bible who was a slave. You know the story. Her name is Esther. Esther was a slave girl. And Esther was quietly smuggled into the house of the king. And one day, the king called to see the queen, Vashti. You know the story. And Vashti decided not to come because Vashti has become arrogant. She thought, the king cannot do away with me. And so the king said, okay, if Vashti has decided not to come, I'm going to look for another wife. (laughs) I'm going to replace you. And guess who the king went to use as a replacement? A slave girl. That's why I said from the beginning, God uses the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. God uses the foolish things of this world to do what? To confound the wise. And you know the story? Esther, a beauty queen, was laid. Esther was picked out of all the other virgins. And then Esther finally became the queen. And when Esther became the queen, there was a man who wanted to destroy the Jews. Who wanted to destroy the Jews at all costs. He had laid gallows, plan for Esther's uncle to be destroyed. And then Esther's uncle Mordecai came to Esther and said to her, now you have been brought into the kingdom for such a time as this. So it's time for you to rise up. Because if you don't rise up, all the Jews will be destroyed. And Esther said to him, okay, go and fast. I also fast. It is not in accordance for me to go to the king, but if I perish, I perish. And you know the story, they fasted for three days and three nights, and then Esther went to the king. When Esther went to the king, the king said to Esther, what is it that you want? Name it. I'll give you even half of the kingdom. I'll give you to the half of the kingdom. And Esther said, you know what, king? This is not what I want. I don't want the kingdom, but there's a particular issue at hand. Come to dinner, Let's have a dinner table. Let's set a dinner. Let's eat. And then at the dinner table, the enemy was also invited. (laughs) The enemy was also invited. And they were sitting at the dinner table. And then the king asked Esther, what is it? Esther said, this man wants to kill, to destroy all the Jews. They have done nothing. And when the king went out of the, of the court to think about what was said, by the time the king came back, this evil man, he's so evil we don't even deserve to mention his name, was kneeling down and begging Esther. And when the king came back, he saw this man holding the queen's garments. And the king said, ah, You want to destroy the people and now you want to take my wife also? Be careful not to touch a man's wife. 
No matter how weak he is, if you touch his wife, he will come up and kill you. You see, that's why Jesus said, you can sin all kinds of sin, but don't blaspheme the Holy Spirit. That sin cannot be forgiven. And you know the end of the story? That evil man, the same gallows he dug to destroy God's people, he was buried in that same gallows. Now, why did I say all this? I said all this to say that God will raise you and I up in dying times of challenges in nations, in families, and in very often situations that we might think we are not qualified for the occasion. And this month, as we walk with God, God is going to reveal things to us. God will reveal mysteries and truths to you. And God will show you that you have what it takes to become an overcomer. God will show you what it takes to become an overcomer. And this month, you will become an overcomer. I said this month, you will become an overcomer. Now, quickly as we close, what do overcomers do? Overcomers are God's agents of divine intervention. Overcomers are God's agents of divine intervention. Because God cannot physically come here on the earth and intervene in that situation. We saw the case of Esther. The Jews were about to be destroyed. And God used Esther as an intervener in that situation. I don't know what you are believing God for. But there's one thing I know. That the God that I serve, he is a God who intervenes. And he will intervene in your issue this month. He will step into that situation this month. He will step into that situation this month. Let me hear a living amen. I said God will step into that situation this month. I said God will step into that situation this month. In the name of Jesus. What are the enforcers of divine interventions? What are the things that enforces God to intervene in our situation? Number one. You have to please God. And what pleases God? Faith. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. It says, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. Faith pleases God. So you have to walk by faith and not by sight. Hebrews 10 38. The just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 7 it says for we walk by faith and not by sight. Romans 10 17 faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So you must walk by faith. You must walk by faith. Once you walk by faith God arises on your behalf. Once you walk in faith, God will arise on your behalf and he'll take 
control of that situation. Just like when, when Goliath came to destroy the children of Israel, cursing them, bragging about his strength, all of a sudden a little boy showed up, David, and David said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Who is defiling the army of the Lord? David said to him, you come against me with sword and spear, but I come against you in the name of the Lord. These are faith and forces. These are divine intervention and forces. You must walk in faith. It doesn't matter the Goliath coming against you. When you walk in faith, God will rise up on your behalf. He will rise up on your situation. And he will bring you victory. You might look insignificant. You might look small. You, there might be a big company trying to fight you. You might look small. But when you walk in faith, you please God. And the moment you please God, God will arise on your behalf. Yes. This month, I see God arising on your behalf. You are saying, God, how long? God, this situation, how long? God, this battle, how long? I have fought for so long. I don't even know what to do. This month, just please God. Just please God. As you please God, God will arise on your behalf. God will arise on your behalf. And God will carry you in his wings. And when he carries you in his wings, he will show you forth to the world for them to know that he is the God that never fails. He's a God that never fails. He's a God that never fails. There are countless testimonies in this church of how God has arisen on behalf of men and women. This is the God we are serving. This is the God we are serving. You might be nothing, but before the end of this month, God will make you somebody. I said, God will make you somebody. In the name of Jesus. Finally, as we close, John chapter 6. Today is our special communion and divine intervention service. And God is intervening on your behalf. John chapter 6 from verse 56. Hallelujah. Let's actually start from verse 53. John chapter 6 from verse 53. I read, this is Jesus speaking. Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except ye eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, ye have no life in you. Whosoever eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood have eternal life. Have what? Have what? Eternal life. And he said, and I'll raise him up at the last day. Oh, Jesus. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. For he that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me and I in him. For he that does what? Eateth my flesh and drinks my blood is what? 
dwelleth in me and I in him. For he that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth where? In me and I in him. So the moment we partake of the communion table, our identity is changed from the natural to the supernatural. When witches and wizards come and they want to eat your flesh, This flesh is no longer your flesh. It's the flesh of Jesus. Because he says, he that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth where? In Jesus. Dwelleth where? Dwelleth where? Dwelleth in Jesus and you in him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. From today, you will not be operating as a normal human being anymore. <laughs> You'll be a divine human being. You partake of the divine nature. You'll be the divine nature. For he that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me and I in him. For as the living Father has sent me, and I live by the Father, so he that eateth me even shall also live by me. This is a bread which comes down from heaven, not as your fathers did eat manna and are dead, but he that eateth of this bread shall live forever. Amen. So that means you cannot die. That's a testimony we heard this morning of our parents have a car accident and yet the car is written off and there was no scratch. Because you are no longer there. You see, people will see you, but it's not you they are seeing. Because the moment you partake of the communion, you are now partaking into the divine nature. First Peter chapter 1 verse 3 and verse 4. First Peter chapter 1 verse 4. Look at that carefully. You are now partakers of the divine nature. First Peter chapter 1 verse 4. It says to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that faded not away reserved, preserved in heaven for you. Is this verse 4? Sorry, 2 Peter. 2 Peter. 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 4. It said, Wherefore are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these ye might be partakers of what? The divine nature. You see, so the moment we partake of the communion, we now become divine natures. Amen. Amen. Are you following what I'm saying? You now become a what? A divine nature. You have the DNA of God inside of you. You see, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through last. So every time you partake of the communion, 
you partake of his DNA and you become like him. Are you getting this? You need to get this before we partake of the communion. That's why you don't partake of the communion casually. Every time you take the communion, you are renewing that vow of becoming like him here on earth. Jesus said, as he is, so are we here on earth. The moment we take in the blood, the moment his blood mixes with our blood, the doctors no longer see our blood. Amen. They see his blood. Amen. Are you getting me? The moment we take his body, the doctors no longer see our body. They see his body. They see his body. And from today, as you partake of this communion, they will no longer see your blood. They will no longer see your body. They will see the blood of Jesus. They will see the body of Jesus. And if anything comes to destroy you, God will destroy them first. Because the last card that the devil sees before he gives God's people up is the blood. That's why even in football, the last card that is given you to get out of the field is red card. When you see the red card, you cannot refuse to say, I'm not going out. No matter who, you can be the world best player. Once the referee takes the red card and shows it to you, it means allay, sortie, out. That is what it means. Are you following me? You can be richer than that referee. You can play all the skills of this world better than that referee. The moment he lifts up the red card and shows it to you, it means out. That means he has a superior power. The moment the devil saw their blood during the land, in the land of Egypt, during the captivity of God's children, the moment he saw the blood, he passed over he killed all the children of the Egyptians and God's people were set free. This month, the devil is looking for blood. But he will not come near your blood. You are divinely exempted. You are divinely protected. Because from henceforth, you have the divine nature. No accident will come near you. No destroyer will come near you. Because you are covered by the Lord in the mighty name of Jesus. Did you receive it this morning? Let's give Jesus a better praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.